Welcome to the program. My name is Jesse Peterson, and I am the founder and president of a national nonprofit organization called the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And our purpose is to rebuild the family by rebuilding the man. We realized about eight years ago, we're eight years old now, that nothing is going to get better within the family, within the community, until men come back to order. And so what we're doing is uh, uh, examining or taking a look at the man's life to get an understanding uh, why he is so weak. He's unable to deal with life in the proper manner. He's unable to handle challenges when they come. He uh, bail out on his family when his wife or woman is too difficult to deal with and lead the children to the woman so that she can destroy them. Uh, so we, we're trying to stop this. No welfare, no government, no affirmative action, no program are going to change the situation until we as men began to stand up. Uh, we meet every Sunday morning uh, for everybody on Wednesday night for females only and Thursday nights men only. And tonight uh, you're going to get an example of what we are all about, what we do on Thursday nights. And uh, later on in the program, you can get our address and phone numbers, phone number, and call and uh, get involved with what we are trying to do. We've, we've had a major impact on family life and, and uh, uh, on our community. It is not a warfare between black and whites anymore. It is a warfare between good and evil. And that's what we're talking about tonight, good and evil. We're probably going to talk about other things as well, but... We really want to focus on good and evil because many people believe that there is no such thing as evil anymore but good. They don't want to face reality that evil does exist and that it works through people. And as a result, they're not going to ever overcome. We're talking about good and evil tonight because, uh, well, one of the other reasons that the churches have failed. On every corner, most of every corner, and especially, especially in the black community, there are churches on every corner. Everybody and their mama go to church. Everybody and their mama, especially within the black communities. And yet, we're worse off than ever before in history. Ever before. Why? The churches are failing, and uh, we are here to pick up the slack uh, where the churches left, left, have left off at. Uh, the preachers are weak, they are women, they, 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 they are cowards, they don't know God, they have been called by their mama and not by God, and that's another reason that we are failing within the community. Uh, I want to ask you guys, before we get really off into it, how many Christians are here? How many are you Christians here tonight? Okay, you've got four, two that didn't raise their hand. What are you? Well, the reason why I didn't respond because when they say Christian, that word is kind of like been given a, I guess, like a bad thing. Now, I don't know if I would consider myself a Christian per se or whatever that's supposed to mean. What would you consider yourself? I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying. Um, I look at a lot of different religions right now and try to learn from all of them. Do, do you believe in God? Yeah. You do believe in God. Yeah. But you don't want to call yourself a Christian? No, what I'm saying is that if... I don't know, a lot of people that I know that say that they are Christians and say that they believe in God, right. but I don't think that by saying that you're a Christian or even just saying that, you know, people can say anything and it doesn't really matter what they say. I think it's more important of how they live. And so. why didn't you raise your hand? Uh, I didn't raise my hand because pretty much the same reason I think everybody's got a different definition. I think my definition is more different than the churchgoer's definition of and what so a Christian is. In your relationship to God, what is your definition? Um, pretty much just a personal relationship with Christ and oh, okay. with God. All right. And I want to ask this young man here, how do you know that you are a Christian? Um, because I've been baptized twice, and I feel I'm saved. And growing up as a child, that's what my mother pushed me into do. So, <laughs> I, but by the time, you know, by the time I got this age, I realized that, 
I am a Christian and that's my belief. Okay, so you believe that you are because you've been baptized twice, your mom pushed you into it, and that's why you believe it. Well, I don't believe it because my mom pushed me, but I, as I was getting older, I believed that I really was a Christian. You do. And so there's no other evidence in your life that you are other than that. No, just except for that I accept Christ as my Savior, you know. Okay. And he's in my heart. And why do you, since you have the mic, why do you believe that you're a Christian? Well, because um, basically my mom had me going to church three times a week. So, I mean, <laughs> after, after, after 16 years of the same thing, you kind of... <laughs> Yeah, after 16 years of the same thing, you kind of, it's just there. So you kind of accept it so she could kind of back off, make you go to church, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, mom, I'm a Christian, leave me alone kind of Yeah. Thing. Oh. It was, yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> and how about you? Why do you believe that you're a Christian? I believe I'm a Christian because, not because someone told me. But why do you believe? I should be a Christian. I believe in God because I know he exists and I believe in his son's salvation because I know it's true. and But how do you know he exists, and how do you know that it's true? It's hard to relate to somebody that convinced them that... Uh, Can you speak into the mic? It's hard to relate to another person and tell them what I believe and help, you know, make them believe what I believe, but I know for myself that it does. But you don't know how to tell me how you know? I just did. You well, say you believe it's true. I believe it's true you because believe what's it's true? been shown to me personally. How? By what's happened to me in my life. What do you mean? Well, there's several occasions where, I mean, it's a miracle that. Can you speak into the mic? There's a mir- It's a miracle in my in my experience that that I should be dead, you know, on several occasions. But I'm I'm here. Give me an example know. of what you mean. Oh, um, tragic incidences that happened to me, car accidents, um, dangerous encounters, and I think by the grace of God, I was pulled through it. Uh, so I'm here to talk about it right now. So you had an accident. Yeah. And you didn't get killed. Right. And you think that that makes you a Christian? No, that that shows me that something higher than myself pulled me through it. Uh, but doesn't necessarily make you a Christian. Well, it made a believer out of me. What kind of a, that, that he would save you from accidents or? It saved me. It, well, I was saved from circumstances that were beyond my control. Really? Yeah. And so that's how you know you're a Christian? That's one example. And what's the other example? Well, another example is... But the I, devil, I, don't the devil wait, save his Wait, wait, let me finish, Jesse. <laughs> Hold on now. Right. Another example is I know that there's something, there's some being that's... It's hard to explain. There's something that's realer than me that exists that's showing me reality. I mean, I'm part of it, but it's something higher than me, and I've felt it, and I know that it is that this feeling or knowing that's greater than I am. How long exists. have you known that you've been a Christian? Was it before the accident? Well, like happened? I said, when I started, it's not because somebody told me; it's because I found out for myself. How long? How long ago? Um, I'd say in the last ten years. In ten years. Ten years passed. Yeah. Okay. How about you? How do you know you're a Christian? Let go to my brother. <laughs> um, well, I can say that I don't, maybe I don't know whether I'm a Christian or not, but I just know that um, as I came up back in Alabama, I know what a, what a, what a Christian is not. That's from what I, um, from the difference of, of what God has, has blessed me to be able to see now and from the difference that, that I was seeing back then with the hooping and hollering and breaking down the the church chairs because they said that they was, was happy. I know that I don't think that, that that's a Christian, but I think that now I'm trying to just um, go by by the way that, that I I think is right, try to go about, about my own um, justice of life, you know. And I think that, that, that that's what God wants for us. Okay. That's how you know you're a Christian? I think so. Okay. How about you, sir? How do you know that you are a Christian? Uh, right Christian. now, I don't know that I am, but I do 
But you raised your hand and said that you were. I, pardon? Did you raise your hand and say you were? Yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm oh. just, I like You're to. You're changing your mind about how we got in the line now. No, no, no. I was raised, I believe in Christianity. And uh, being a, a, a true Christian, that I don't believe that I'm totally a true Christian because I'm still learning what a Christian is. Uh, between the, the five most basic laws that I like to recite is the morals, principles, values, standard, and the pride. And once I learn those, totally, I think I've become a, a true Christian because then I'll know I'll have perfect peace. And how will you learn those? By um, understanding what these laws are, you know, the principles uh, stand, that I stand by, that I'm learning through um, uh, your teachings and other teachings and books that I'm reading and, um, and beliefs uh, in my character, you know. So... Um so you, you don't know yet that you totally, are. You're totally. kind of learning your way. I'm learning my way. Oh, I see. Yes. Okay. And how about you? Well, how do you know you're a Christian? How do I know I'm a Christian? You did say that you are a oh, Christian, I right? I did. It's, okay, it's kind of hard. It's a very vague question, you know, that I have to answer. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was yeah, quite it was clear. Well, it is. I mean. Uh, well, I asked you guys, were you a Christian? And everybody hold, held their hand up to itself. And each two saints. Well, yeah. So apparently I mean, you guys yeah. knew. Well, my basic understanding that I recognize myself as Christian is because I recognize that, that there is a God, that there is a Christ, that there was, a, there is a Savior that uh, that was that hit, died on the cross to save our sins, you know. And uh, I am a firm believer that through uh, my experience in meditation, that uh, there is a Holy Spirit, and uh, He makes me able to see my Creator, my Father, and there is a Heavenly Father. You know? And how do you recognize that? It's just, um, you know, a very mystical experience of mine. It's just something that, you know, I cannot discuss. I cannot describe this. It's beyond words, you know what I mean? Oh, it is? Yeah. Yes. I just have one question. Is Jesse Lee Peterson a, a Christian? You're not hosting this program, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to ask questions. <laughs> uh, I... I believe that I'm on that journey now. And the reason I believe that I am on that journey is because I can now see, whereas before I couldn't see. I remember sitting and, and praying one, about nine years ago now and not asking anything of God, but wanting to, to know, you know, to understand. And he allowed me to see. And since that day, I've been able to see. And from that, I believe that I am on a journey of Christianity, becoming Christ-like. Now, I don't know the total meaning of Christine, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I am definitely on that journey, without a doubt. I can see. Oh, I know the meaning. All right. Huh? I just said, I know the meaning. <laughs> so what? Well, I just, I just said I know the meaning because, I mean, as far as my church life after 16 years, they say basically Christianity is just acting like Christ, Christ-like. Uh, but they, yeah, Christ. but they don't know what that means. I know they don't. Yeah, they don't know. They're just talking. They read it in the Bible. Yeah. And quoted it back. Yeah. Because they don't, if you notice in church, they don't act Christ-like. They, act they in, do in, it. They act inside the church. But once yeah. they walk out, they go Satan-like. Yeah. You notice that? <laughs> yeah. You have noticed that? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask this. Uh, how many of you uh, are filled with the Holy Spirit? Everybody scared to raise your hand now. <laughs> Just one? Uh, can you let him have? So you guys are not filled with the Holy Spirit? No. You're not? Huh? I didn't say that. You said that. No, I'm asking. Are you filled? Well, at times, yeah. <laughs> at times? <laughs> at times. What are you saying? Uh, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. It comes and goes? It comes and goes, yeah. And so sometimes you're filled and sometimes you're not? Yeah. You are. And what is the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit, Keith. the Holy Spirit, in my in my experience, could be like a, a realer than real experience. It's it's a it's an awareness, um, a light. It's it's something that that um, shows you right from wrong. It's a knowing. That's all I can. That's the only way I can describe. That's it. what the Holy Spirit is. Yes, and it comes and goes away from you. Yes, and why? 
I guess sometimes I'm more susceptible to it. Sometimes I'm not. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Um, I think we need to take a break. Are we going to break now? Yeah? Okay, we're going to take a break, and when I come back, I want you to tell me, Robert, how do you know that you're filled with the Holy Spirit? Okay. We'll be back in a moment. All right. We're back. And uh, before we went to break, if you're just tuning in, uh, this is just a, a, an example of what our men's meetings are like every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Uh, we're talking about Christianity, good and evil, and all those kind of good things. Uh, uh, Holy Spirit, you said you were filled with the Holy Spirit, right? Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. And um, how do you know? Because I know through my meditation exercise every morning and every evening, you feel this warmth inside, you know, when you're very still and um, you feel this warmth. You feel like I believe that uh, that's the reason why I'm with the Holy Spirit, because it opens up your heart to your father, your heavenly father, that's your to the creator mm-hmm. and in Christ and you and stuff. And uh, it's just I just feel it. You know, and what is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is like your comforter. In other words, you're completely devoid of worry of hatred. I mean, you can see, you know, because your enables you to get out of your thoughts. And uh, I can see that I'm into my thoughts a lot. I saw mm-hmm. it. You know, that's that's the thing. And it's really a real mystical and interesting experience for me, you know. I want to ask you, and then I want to ask this young man, how do you know you're not filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, I don't really know what that means. So. Oh, you know? No. Oh, okay. And how about you? Let me, yeah, Kyle. How do you know that you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, how you're do not I feel with it, right? Uh, yeah. See, that's the thing. I don't know oh, if okay. I am or if I'm not. I can't say. Oh, okay. Um, well, let me ask this: Since you're talking about if you were, you would, wouldn't it be something that you would know. <laughs> A lot of people don't recognize. Everybody has it. Everybody is filled with the Holy Spirit, but most people don't recognize it. Uh, yes, they have read the Bible. The Bible said it's a comforter and all that, and all that is true. But most people still don't recognize that they are filled with the Holy Spirit. Are you filled with it? Did you raise your hand? Huh? No. So you're not filled with it? No, I'm like... You, you don't know? I don't know. Either. Oh, okay. How about you? Um, it, you're talking about the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, right? And, and basically the Holy Ghost is with you all the time. Yes. And you're only aware... With it, it didn't dawn on me until it dawned until you said that. I, I know about the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and it's on earth with you when nothing else is there. And like you were saying, when you're meditating and praying at night or in the morning, it it does it does uh, give you the warm feeling. But if you don't get that warm feeling, it's not there. That's what I learned in my experience. Yeah. And in my day, it's not correct. It's just off key. Okay. And are you filled with the Holy Spirit? I don't really know what Holy Spirit means. The only thing I think Holy Spirit means is uh, uh, excitement for about five minutes. <laughs> uh, some kind of excitement, some adrenaline rush you get. And, and then you like fall and out of the shower and all that kind of yeah, stuff? Oh, yeah, you never and I haven't that. got that. So. That is not the Holy Spirit. Oh. Yeah, that's just like going to a club and the music sounds good and you just boogie. That's all that is. And what is, that is when the preacher pump you up in church or makes you feel so down and out till you want to boo-hoo so you kind of fall out and shout it off. Uh, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the comforter, the teacher, and this is a he. He is the comforter. He is the teacher. He perfects our life. He guides us. He instructs us. And everybody has it. There's a notion that you, can, you get it when you go to church, right? But that's not true. The Holy Spirit is our conscience. And that's why when we do wrong, it makes us feel guilty. Uh, it instructs us. It, it, it teaches us things that we don't know when we're conscious of our conscience. Uh, it perfects our life. It guides us when we listen to our conscience. And that's all that the Holy Spirit is. And everybody has a conscience. Everybody knows right from wrong. But most people lose their consciousness when they refuse to obey the Holy Spirit. They deny it. And the, farther, the more you deny it, the, farther, the further you get away from it, and now you live in the darkness, you cannot obey the Holy Spirit anymore because you're away from it. But it is there, and that's what brings on the guilt when we do wrong. You had a question? Yeah, oh, you had a question? Yeah, I think um, a better question would have been, 
not instead are you filled with the Holy Spirit, but do you have the Holy Spirit? Because I don't, I don't think I'm completely filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't, so if I like, said, I'm not a saint. It, you would say yeah. Yes. I could feel, I feel more comfortable saying yeah. Oh okay. Well, excuse me. <laughs> Your excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense a little bit? Oh, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's all it is. It's your consciousness. It's like a garden angel. angel yeah, well, a little more than that. I'm just saying. Yeah, but we've been lied to in the church for so long. And like Brian was saying, he hasn't got that good feeling where you want to boogaloo down the Broadway, you know. <laughs> yeah, down the aisle. So if you don't get that feeling, you think you don't have But everybody has it. They just don't recognize it because they've been told by the preachers that it's something else. Mm-hmm. I need to ask this question. Um, how many people here uh, uh, allow someone to tick you off? <clears throat> you do? You know I do. You allow others to tick you off? Can I see all the hands that it happened to? Okay. So you're the only two guys that no one or nothing ever ticks you off? When they do, I, d- I don't allow it. Okay, let me ask. Let me ask here. You're a Christian, right? Yeah. And you are. You do have the Holy Spirit. No. Oh, you don't have the Holy Spirit. Not from my knowledge. You can't be a Christian and don't have the Holy Spirit. Well, that, you go that, together. That's that's the teachings in my church. Uh-oh. First comes salvation, and then comes the Holy Spirit. Oh, I see. Uh, you were born with the Holy Spirit. You born with knowing right from wrong. Isn't that true? True. Yeah. We all know right or wrong when we're born. It come with us. It don't come later. As a matter of fact, when Christ went back, he already set it up so we can get it already. But can you be a Christian and allow someone to get to you? Um, yes. Who get to you the most? My mom. Your mom. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and why do you allow your mom to get to you? I don't know. Because she's my mom. Because she's your mom? Yeah. That's I no mean, reason to allow it to happen. I mean, I've been, I've been allowing it so long, and it's just there yeah. automatically. And she you, just does, it's like every day for 16 years, she's just been doing it. Wow. Um, so, Where's your dad? In Victorville. Oh, she ran him off already? Yeah. Uh, um, so, I, I understand that. I understand that. Um, what you need to do is just stop hating your mom. Don't resent her. And when you don't resent her... It would drive her crazy. You know, like, let's say your mom walk into the house and she wants to, she wants to go off on you. Just kind of, see how you're looking at me right now? Mm-hmm. Just look at her like that. And don't give her anything back. No kind of emotion back, no kind of reaction. It would drive her up the wall. That's what I'm starting to do. Oh, good. It's working. <laughs> it is working, huh? Yeah. I'm telling you. Except it, it's like she does get, Still get to him. Yeah, because she she still want to try to come back at you. Yeah. So when you, when she can't get to you, she's gonna call you names. She's gonna you know call you lazy and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And if you still don't respond, she's gonna say, "Oh, I'm gonna make you a nice dinner, or let's go out to dinner, or something like that." She's gonna do something to try to get to you, but don't respond to anything. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Uh, um, I think we got about two or three minutes left. Do you, why do you allow things to get to you? I didn't raise my hand. Oh, you didn't raise your hand? Did you raise your hand? Yeah. Oh, if you are all this holy Christian, why do you allow things to get to you? Um, I believe the, the thing that mostly gets to me is myself. What do you mean? Because I find myself getting irritated sometimes when I'm um, not doing the things that I know that I should do. And why do you get irritated at that? Because I know. Speaking to the mic. Um, basically, because I I know that I should should be doing them. But and, why get, I, can't you just do them without without getting irritated? Sometimes, but sometimes I can't. Oh. I, my self control is not strong enough. Are you God? <laughs> Almost. I got a little bit to go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till next week. I think I'll be there. No, I'm, I'm, I know I'm not God. You're not God. Then why judge yourself? Well, like I say, that's that's what I get irritated about. Oh, okay. Yeah, you shouldn't judge yourself when you when you see that you're not doing it. You, when you see that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, just do it. I mean, no big deal. Just do it. Why you irritated? It's not going to change anything. But what it will do is make it difficult for you to do it. It'll be a harder. It's harder to get up and do it. But if you just notice, I should be doing something. Just get up and do it. Don't judge yourself. You're playing God. And life is hard when you do it that way. Uh, especially being a Christian, you should know better. <laughs> Your mom didn't teach you that? 
And uh, we have one minute left. Let me just say, uh, uh, these are just some of the issues that we deal with at Bond. And because of the time here, we can't, it's absolutely impossible to get really involved with the issues in the way that we want to. But you are invited to attend our meetings, uh, uh, ask questions, and I absolutely guarantee you, if you want to change, you can. And I want you to uh, begin to examine your own life. You know, if you know yourself, when you began to know yourself, the world began to change, or you changed according to the world. But you must begin to know yourself. You got to come from under the umbrella of those preachers, those politicians, those uh, the sex and the drugs and judgment and hatred and ego. You have to lay that stuff down if you really want to change. Um, again, our phone number is, uh, is on the screen, and uh, feel free to call us. Feel free to get involved. And tune in next Monday night. We'll be back, same channel, same station, same time. Same Have a good night. <laughs> Welcome to the program. My name is Jesse Peterson, and I am the founder and president of the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. It is a national nonprofit organization with the purpose of rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. It is absolutely crucial that the man come back to order. If he doesn't, we're going to lose it. Uh, we deal with the, uh, uh, the hatred, I guess we can call it, a man's heart. How did it get there and how can he overcome it? Uh, we also deal with women, too. We're not, we don't leave them out. Uh, tonight, we only have men because on Thursday nights, and that's when we're taping this show, uh, is men's meetings. We have meetings on Sunday mornings at 1030 for everybody. All is invited. Uh, Wednesday night for females only, and Thursday night for men only. And so tonight, it is a men's meeting. Um, last week, we talked about Christianity and how weak the churches are today because the preachers are not called by God. They're called by their mama. And as a result, the community is falling apart. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk about uh, the love of a father. It is so important that we love our fathers, our daddies, our earthly fathers. The Bible said that uh, we should honor our parents. And if you don't learn to love your father, it is absolutely impossible to love God. You would never, ever find him. You can hang it up and go to hell because you're not going to find it if you're unwilling to forgive your father and mother, but especially father, because the father represents God. He represents him here on earth. He represents God uh, within the family. And even if he is a bad father, a dope addict, or whatever he is, impatient father, he still represents God. And when you hate him, you're not going to succeed in life. Uh, uh, our subject matter, as it was last week, is about good and evil. And it is evil when you hate your father. I want to ask these guys... Uh, I know last week I asked how many Christians do we have in here tonight. Uh, can I see a show of hand again of how many people here believe in God? Uh, you don't want to raise it quite? Okay. All of you believe in God. Um, let me ask you. You believe in God, right? Yes. Okay. But how, do you hate your father? No, I don't hate my father. I just dislike him at times. I can't hear you. I don't hate my father. I just dislike him at times. And what's the difference between hate and dislike? Uh, the difference is, well, I know you're not supposed to hate anybody. So that's why I you never, won't say it. I never said, I never heard you're not supposed to dislike somebody. I didn't say you. I'm asking you, what is the difference in dislike and hate? Hmm. Uh, hate, I guess... I guess if I hated him, I hate him all the time. Dislike, that means I just dislike him at times. What do you dislike about him? Uh, he takes things out on me because uh, of stress that happens to him during the day. He takes things out on you? Yeah. Give me an example what you mean. Um, he'll come home and start uh, yelling about little things that he could overlook, you know. But yeah. it's just the, his stress, he'd just rather get on me about it because somebody's getting on his back. Oh, I see. And have you talked to him about it? 
Yes. And, and he won't change? No. Okay. And so if you believe in God, is it possible to believe in God? And can I say, resent, do you resent your father as opposed to hate? No. Just dislike? Yes. Do you get a feeling from the dislike? Mm, no. I don't like disliking my father at all. You don't like disliking him? No, but okay. I do. You can't help it. Yes. You can't help it. Well, what you don't realize, that is hatred, resentment. Because when you resent someone, you absolutely can't help but react to that person. And I, I realize that your father is, is a disappointing man to you, but you have to realize that someone screwed him up, up as well. And if you don't stop resenting him for it, you're going to end up just like him. So, and also it's impossible. Can you love God and dislike your dad too? Yes. As you call? How? <laughs> he said, yeah. Because I love my father too. I just dislike him at times. My my meaning of dislike is being mad at him for just a while. Just a while. That's that's my meaning of dislike. I see. And uh, he won't change when you talk to him. No. Does he ever say, I'm sorry? He'll write it in a letter, but he won't say it to me verbally. No. Really? He'll, you live with him and he'll write you a letter? He'll go to work and leave me a letter in the morning for me to read. That is something else. I'm sorry to hear that. Mm. That must be pretty disappointing. Yep. Amazing. How, how do you feel about your dad? Um, I love my dad. And how do you know? I'm really close to my dad. I respect him. Uh, how about you? How do you feel about your, your dad? Well, um, I'm kind of torn between hate and dislike because I don't, I don't really hate him, like despise him, don't want to see him. But it's just that he's like hardly never around. Um, I try to arrange for him to see me at least once a month, but he works in L.A., so I mean, and I live in L.A., so it's not like it's all that hard. But he tries to make all these excuses as to why he can't see me. And um, I just like I just like his actions. I don't dislike him as yeah. a person. And so, how do you feel when he refuses to see you? Um. Well, I get over it because it's been going on for so long. Yeah. I feel that he's like moving farther and farther away because he was in West Covina, now he's in Victorville. Before that, he was in San Bernardino. <laughs> and he's just moving all o all around, around the country. Um, why did your dad leave home? Well, my mom drove him away, obviously. Oh. Yeah. That's something else. Um, you know, it, it just occurred to me, maybe we don't know what hatred means or what it means to resent, and we can't really tell. So maybe I should ask that question first. Can someone define for me what is hatred or judgment or resentment or something like that? And can Can you define that for me? Do you hatred have hatred in your heart? Um, I, I think so because sometimes it's hard for me to deal with certain people, and I think that if that wasn't there, then it would have mattered one way or the other. Do you resent your dad? Um, I don't think so, but um, I you, sometimes wonder because I'm really impatient with them sometimes when I'm trying to work with them. I know for a fact for a long time I grew up um, having this hatred for him. So you said, I don't think so, but I'm impatient at times, and I wonder. Yeah. If you didn't have hatred, you would know for sure. Well, since I don't know for sure, if that is the, <laughs> I'm serious, if that is the reason to know, then I must have it because yeah. I don't know for sure. Sometimes it's difficult, the relationship that I have with him, and it, it makes me wonder, why do I have this problem with him? Why difficult is it that in what way? Um, sometimes when I'm trying to discuss things with him, it becomes, um, it becomes, um, I guess not the intent of us coming together. It ends up getting into a fight and an argument, and I walk away sometimes being angry with him when my whole intent was to, you know, work things out with him. And how do, does your dad live with, with your mom? No. He doesn't? They're divorced. Okay. And so what, what does it do to you when you react to your dad in that way? When I'm impatient? Yeah. Um, what does it do to me? Um, it makes me, at first it makes me angry. And then after I cool out a little bit, I kind of wonder, why did I act like that? Why did I, you know, what is it about him that allows him to get me so messed up, you know, uh, sometimes? 
How about you? How you, how do you feel about your dad? Um, I feel very strong about it. Now that I've I've um I kind of realize that I love him love him now more than I I ever did. I guess because I'm so far away from him and and when I was back home in Alabama, I, I really didn't get the chance to love him because my mama kind of turned me against him. Your mom did? Yeah. In what way? Well, in, in telling me that he was no good and and um the things that he did to her and uh, things of that sort. And so how did that affect your life? How did it affect my life by her telling him? Yeah, by you hating, resenting your dad. Well, I it, don't... It took you away from him? You didn't really oh, deal with him? Yeah, and, it, it... And look to him for direction and stuff? Um, no, I didn't. I, I, I didn't at all because I I believed her. No, <laughs> I became her, basically, you know. So yeah. everything that she told me about it, I just looked at him as that. No really? other way. But now that I see it's different, I, I just can't wait to get back to him so I can show him my true feelings. How about you? How do you feel about your dad? I love my dad, but I, I realized here in the last, like, five years that love can mean, like, uh, putting my foot down where, you know, and telling him how to collate the cabbage when it needs to be done. Um, I can I understand how it's hard for a lot of men to admit that they are weak many times and, and it was it, hard for your dad to do that for both of us yeah i mean we i inherited his problems in, in what way his weakness and how were you weak um or how are not, you weak not being able to speak up when the time is right and uh not being able to uh show an anger when it needs to be shown I mean, sometimes it's good to be angry. You can have a righteous anger. And um, he didn't demonstrate that. He held it all in, you know, and uh, especially when it came around to dealing with women. So it's like he let the woman run the house, you know, let my so mother run the house. Did you do the, the same house. thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, I, hey, I, I learned it. I got it honest. So showing him that that's not the way it is anymore I think that's love. You do. Showing him what? Say that again. Showing, showing my father that I'm not taking that anymore. I think that's love. You do. Yes. And so, but I, doing it, doing it in a manner, in a, in a, in a, in a not uh, uh, overtly angry manner, just putting my foot down when it needs to be done, and just correcting the wrong. So he doesn't get you angry anymore. Not in the manner he used to. But he still gets you angry. I can see it coming. I put it like that. I can see it coming. Then I, when I, once I know it's coming, I correct it. By doing so what? By by knowing the game. People play games. I mean, I learned game playing from my parents. So I've learned that everyone has that aspect. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> people play So you've learned games. to play the game. No, not the game, but people play games and, and learning that, you know, that um, human beings in general play mind games with each other men and women, boys and girls or whoever, brothers and sisters, learning that this is a reality is one way of dealing with it. And so you have learned a, a game and how to deal with your dad. No, I don't mean it like that. I learned, I've learned that this is a reality and in, in, in putting everything on the table rather than covering it up okay. and brushing it up under the rug is a way to deal with it rather than, than uh, you see what I mean? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> uh, do you love your dad? Uh, yes, I do very much. You do? It has been a real impact on my life ever since I moved down. Did you hate him years. before? I used to hate him before, here before. Mom turned her back on me when she got this, uh, her, believe it or not, her, do her third dog, believe it or not, 11 years ago. Before that, I used to be very close to my mother. I used to, she used to tell me all kinds of, like, you know, like with Clint, I can relate pretty closely to what Clint had to go through and stuff. And uh, In what way? In a way that how successfully my mom had convinced me to hate my dad, and uh, I, she got, her spirit got into me back then before uh, she turned her back on me because I began to see the hypocrisy of my mom here of having hate love and hate and stuff and uh, uh knowing how sick she has relation 
with worldly things, believe it or not, her dog, and that is so <laughs> how she's sucking on her believe, on her pet, believe it or not, and so sucking on a pet. Her pet, <laughs> her dog, that is. You know, and uh, so you don't hate your dad anymore. No, I don't. You don't hate your dad. No, and how do you know? How do I know? Uh-huh. I just sometimes see myself. Actually, when I see myself, I have two me's. Believe it or not, one is my, the manly side, and the other one is the mother in me. I see my mother in me is slowly fading away, and I do happen to have a little bit of uh, episodes of, uh, you know, uprising towards my, against my dad, and I, and I just backed off, I chilled out, and I just, damn, you know, it feels like somebody's, like, whipping at me, you know? Yeah. And I did thank for that. I just said to myself, thanks, I needed that, you know? And I said to him, hey, Dad, look, I'm sorry, I know I was wrong, and I would like to apologize to you, you know, oh, involuntarily, you know, out of my own heart, because that's what my, uh, so my Holy Spirit is telling me. He's telling me that, and uh, it's the Father in me that's, that's in me. And uh, I just, you know, like to, you know, let him know that I do love him. And I do have to tell him to uh, thank him very much for uh, spending time, five years, because I used to live, like, until I was 20 with my mom. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. And I wish I could, I wish I could live, you know, relive another, make, another, make over another 20 years, you know what I mean? Amazing. Yeah. And do you hate your dad? I mean, oh, <laughs> I had a brief time with my father. Um, I was born out of wedlock, so uh, at the age of 15, he told me who he was to me. And uh, from 18 to 17, this only, I only had two years around him, off and on. So, yeah, I loved him, yeah, what I knew of him, yes. Uh, you do, you do, you do, you did I did, love him. I did, oh, yes, okay. yes. I think we have, are we going to break now, if that's what it is? Okay, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. If you want more information about uh, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny, you can call us at 1-800-411-BOND. That's 1-800-411-2663. Or visit us. Everybody is invited on Sunday mornings at 10.30, Wednesday night, females only, Thursday night, males only. Get involved. We bless your soul. Okay, we are back. And we are talking about good and evil. How, as long as you hate your father, you're not going to ever find God. Hang it up, go to hell. You can read the Bible, you can go to church, you can speak in other tongues, whatever you want to do. But if you don't stop hating your fathers, your dad, you're not going to find peace. Uh, do you hate your dad? Uh, I'd say I don't care for him too much. So do you hate him? Uh, Resent, hate, or uh, yeah, he 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 can he can push a button, and he can get to me. So you do hate him, and you did raise your hand when you said that you were a Christian. No, you asked if you if believe you believe in, in God. God. Okay, is it possible to believe in God and hate your dad? It's possible to believe that there is a God and hate your dad. But you can believe that there is a truck out there and hate your dad too. I That's mean, right. So you don't believe in God; you just believe that he exists. Um. Yeah, if you want to get down to semantics of it, I believe that um, I believe that I should believe in God. How about that? Is that close <laughs> enough? <laughs> but you don't believe in God yourself. Um, let's say I'm aspiring to. Okay, and why is it that you hate your dad? I kind of I kind of gave up um, trying to communicate with my dad uh, when when I was younger when I was like a, a young teenager and stuff and I began to see when you're, when you're young you see your dad kind of like as as a superhero you yeah. know and um, after a while when, when you grow up some of those illusions start to fade away and you start to see you know the angry person and the, the temperamental person and, and, and you know the vicious person and the knee-jerk reaction is to like just resent them for that. It's like they let you down. Yeah, you're supposed to be my father, <clears throat> and um, you know you can't even put down the drink. Um, and so, I tried to talk to my dad. I talked to my dad for years and years, but my dad he was he was never sorry, you know, um, and he isn't sorry today. So why don't you just forgive him? Um. That's that's what I have to get over. Why have you done that? Um, 
I, I don't know. That's a good question. Why haven't I done it? It's it's like it it, it holds on to you. There's they'll they they know how to do do certain things to antagonize you. It's a funny situation with me and my dad, in that. For a long time, I was trying to communicate to him. I was trying to talk to him. I was trying to say stuff to him. And it was always, well, you're the son. I've been around so many more years than you. You don't know what you're talking about. And you're trying to, uh, you know, you're trying to take over the job as the man of this house. You know, who are you talking to me? And at a certain point, I just said, okay, I'm going to throw in the towel. You've got it. But my relationship with you is going to be at arm's length. So what has it done to you to hate your father? It, it's hurt me. It hurt you. Oh yeah, it's hurt me. And it's it, it, hurting. Absolutely, it's yeah. it's it's uh, it's counterproductive. Yeah. So in knowing that, why don't you forgive him? Uh, <clears throat> that's a good question. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Um, I I try to, but you can't try to forgive. It's like it's either there or it isn't there. And they can do certain things, you know. My dad can do certain things that you think you're okay. You think you've you've uh, forgiven him, or you're not judging him, and then they'll do something. Yeah. And it's like you revert back to uh, to childhood almost. Like there's daddy disappointing me again, you know. And I it's mean, like you're never a man until you can actually do forgive him. How about you, Mart? Do you hate your father? My father's not alive. Uh, did you hate him when he was living? Yeah. You did. Were you able to forgive him before he expired? No. No. So he died with it. So do you still have a hatred now? Well, you know, at the time, I didn't even think I, I hated him. I was trying to, you know, get him to see, uh, talking to him about, you know, how much he hated his wife. And yet I was so in a hurry for him to get over, you know, his hatred for his wife that I couldn't even see how messed up I was. Oh, I see. And so... I think I just so, said this, but do you hate him now? No, I don't hate him anymore. How would you know? That's just it. <laughs> you know, um, I don't think about him in in mean terms uh-huh. or anything when I think about him. Uh-huh. I just kind of like regret that I didn't see myself earlier and you know talk to him more on a uh, friendly level. Yeah, I mean, we never had like mean discussions or anything. We never were mean to each other, but uh, yeah. I just wanted more out of him. Um, Billy, do you hate your dad? Um, I've never known my dad. You never know him. No. And is there a sense of disappointment or something about that, or what does it feel Maybe like? Maybe there is a sense of disappointment, but um, I mean, I've never known him, and. That's it. I mean, I, really. That's all. Let me ask this question: um, How many of you hate your dad because your mom had a role in you hating her, him, or did you hate him on your own? How many of you were influenced by your mom to hate your father? Really? Yeah, me too. Uh, I noticed that uh, what I found over the last eight years is that most men and women who hate their dads or hated them because of the mother's hate. She kind of, she's encouraging that, you know, and it's really with her hatred that you hate uh, the father. Um, yeah. So if what you're saying, if that is true, then how does one get over the hatred? If it's coming through somebody else, I the mother who's mad at the father, then how does one get over that? He has to realize it. When you began to it, he wanted to know how do you get over it. When you began to examine your life, because as long as you have that hatred, you're not going to have peace inside, first of all. And then life is going to be difficult. You're going to, everything that you attempt to do in life is going to be difficult. And you're going to find yourself reacting to it, not being able to do it in a way that you would want to. It's going to be difficult. But when you began to examine yourself and, and, and want to know, when you ask the question and want to know, God will show you. And when he show you, he will also show you how to overcome it, so how to get rid of it. So let me ask this. If, let's say, this mother is causing you to hate and you want to get things right and you stop wanting to do that, then what relationship would you have with somebody who's encouraging you to do wrong? Say that again? I said, if you have a mother that's encouraging you to hate your father and you don't want to do that anymore, then how would one deal with a mother that's encouraging you to hate? Um, if someone is living with their mother. Yeah. 
and and the mother caused them to hate. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And how would one deal with that? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I think. Like with this young man, he still lived with his mom. Exactly. His mom hated his dad, right? And and so whenever his mom is dogging the dad out, now that he's of age, and I've worked with him already, you know, I've shown him not to react to her, to forgive her, that she has problems too, you know, something has gone wrong with her. And the minute that he's willing to forgive his mom, God is going to come in and help him and kind of shine the light on it so he can see how to overcome it. It's not of his will because it's a spiritual warfare, and there's nothing he can really do about it. He just has to want to change, and it will begin to change. Uh, yes, sir. Um, you'd asked the question earlier, uh, what is hate? I think hate is just the lack of love, the absence of love. Yeah. I think is what well, hate is hate. Ju- uh, hate is judging your enemies. Yeah. Whether it's your parents or anybody that is doing anything to you. So I think if you seek out the source of love, then it will abolish the hate or draw the hate out of you. Meaning that if you began to examine yourself because you want to overcome, then you began to see and then you can overcome. You replace Yeah. What it is, what causes you to stop hating your parents is that you, when you began to examine, you began to understand yourself. You see how screwed up you are, you know, how you do things you don't want to do. You can't stand up. You can't see clearly. And you realize, I can't help myself. And that causes you to realize that my parents couldn't help themselves as well. And when you see that, it causes you to forgive. And then when you forgive, you're free and you can get on with life. But unless you forgive your parents first, it's a waste of time. And, and for anyone who think that they are a Christian and have not forgiven their parents, they're not a Christian. You're deceived because you cannot love God and hate your parents. You've got to start with that first. Forgiveness is what brings on salvation. When you're willing to forgive, then he's going to forgive you. And then you begin to cross over into what salvation is and grow in it. But if you're hating your parents, you're not Christian. Uh, many people think that they are because they're reading in the Bible. And, you know, mama said it and all that. But you're really not Christian. We're out of time already. Uh, if you want more of us, what we're doing, come to the meeting. Call 1-800-411-BOND. I appreciate you guys coming tonight. Thanks a lot. Bye.